0: Mate, did we watch a thing this week? Yeah, we did. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to We Watched A Thing. I'm Billy, and here's Topher. How you doing, buddy? I'm well, thank you, sir. How are you? I'm great. Do you know what we forgot to mention last week? It was our two-year anniversary.
1: Oh, I had that thought during the week, actually. Yeah, actually, on the day we recorded. Because I saw something about... You know, hashtag release the Snyder Cut and yeah. it being two years on. And I was like, all right. That was our first episode. Yeah. Yeah. So happy anniversary, buddy. Release the Snyder Cut. <laughs> Do it.
0: <laughs> Who knows? It could be even worse than what we got. I, You know what? I suspect it is, which is exactly why it hasn't been released, because hype is better than another shitty movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. Let it live on in legend. Yeah. Like, like that three and a half hour version of The Phantom Menace, which apparently <laughs> is amazing. Yeah. Because I think the key to making The Phantom Menace better was to give us more of it. Yeah, give me more politics. That's what I want. I want 80% more Jar Jar Binks and 125% more politics. Jar Jar talking about the taxation of trade routes. Yeah. <laughs> Is what we want. Judge Jar, Jar for Prime Minister. That's what we
0: need. Senator. Senator on the vote. Yeah, of course. Yes. But we're not talking about- Representative Binks. <laughs> we're not talking about episode one this week. What are we talking about, my friend?
1: Uh, we're talking about an old-timey movie. Yes,
0: it was a throwback and it was my choice. You have had a habit
1: of shitting on my choices. You have had a habit of picking terrible films.
0: Um- and I put I put the math together. You know, I figured it out. I was like, okay, how do we pick a perfect film for TOFA? And I came up with a simple science. So, you know, I knew it had to be black and white because that's, you know, you're artsy. I knew that it had to be foreign because you like reading. Famously. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I knew that if I combined those two things, I might have a winner on my hand. The only films of mine I've picked that you've given more than a six to, I think- have actually been Japanese films. There you go. (laughs) So I went that route again, and I made you watch, which I can't believe you hadn't seen this already, Seven Samurai, Akira Kurosawa's
1: masterpiece. Yes, I doubled my Kurosawa intake (laughs) in one swoop. (laughs) I'd only seen one Kurosawa film.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. You Jimbo. Yep. So Seven Samurai is a 1954 Japanese epic samurai drama film co-written, edited, and directed by Akira Kurosawa. And what is this film you've picked about, Billy? It's about seven people who happen to be samurai. <laughs> uh, it's said you're in the feudal period in Japan. A group of farmers who are being attacked by plunderers decide to gather a group of samurai together to protect their village.
1: Mostly samurai. There's kind of, there's five samurais, there's a drunk guy yeah. and like a, a Padawan. <laughs> so the film was originally six samurai. And then they decided that they need more interest. So, that
0: was when Kurosawa decided to add the drunk character.
1: Right. So, I went to this film. I, I might have mentioned this. This film used to be on my to-watch list on Netflix. Yeah. And then it just fell off Netflix. <laughs> so, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll rent it off Apple TV. Nope, not on there. Jeez. I went to that ubiquitous trader of DVDs that we have in this country. Yeah, yeah. Nope. Good golly. So, in the end, I had to- yeah. Lean on someone to just bring me over a um That's right. a copy that I've got no doubt was secured through
0: non-criminal means. No, no, no. I bought my criterion of this.
1: I'm sure you did. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you watch it with the commentary? No, I was watching the movie. I guess it is it is a bit long don't to watch you, twice. You don't is, watch is? the commentary the first time you watch a film. <laughs> and yeah, I didn't just have another three and a half hours yesterday that I could be like, all right, well, done it once.
0: Yeah, long movie. What was the last movie you saw that had an intermission in it?
1: Okay, so Lawrence of Arabia has an intermission, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Is that it?
0: <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen Gone with the Wind? No. Me neither. No, I wonder if it's a hole that we're supposed to fill at some point. But I it, just, I just it
1: just can't doesn't can't look like it interests
0: me. Care about? No, I'm with the, the I'm I'm the same. I'm exactly the same.
1: I did fast forward the intermission, so it didn't take me quite the runtime to watch so it. So you
0: didn't have the full experience. I haven't had the full experience. <laughs> <laughs> Can we? I just want to jump straight there because I just have to know. Did you like this movie? Yeah, I liked
1: it. <laughs> you know, so you asked me last. Yeah, I said, "What are you expect? Are you where yeah. are you expecting?" And you said a nine when you dropped off the undoubtedly legal copy <laughs> at my house. You said, "Where are your expectations?" I said nine. Yeah, because it's fucking Seven Samurai. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm giving it less than a nine, Billy. It's <laughs>
0: <That's> fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just don't understand you sometimes. I like it. The depths. I like of your, The depths of your racism. No, no bounds.
1: <laughs> hard to refute. I am the only person on Earth that thinks that Seven Samurai is less than a nine. All right. (laughs) Do you want to talk about the movie a bit? Oh, I guess.
0: (laughs) Uh, Straight off the bat, I think this is such an exceptionally well-made film. I think the cinematography is gorgeous for the time.
1: Including the reframe in the very first shot. There's two reframes in the first shot.
0: You know, this was before Steadicams.
1: I don't care, mate. It's Um, it's three. Okay. And I was like, okay, think think of the time, think of the time. And then I was like, wait, this is three years before Paths of Glory. Ordinarily, it's like, don't compare people to Kubrick. You're just asking to be disappointed. But Kurosawa, we are talking about two acknowledged masters of the craft here. So I'm like, you know what? I'm okay with it. And the movement in Paths of Glory- is is some way in front of the two reframes in the first <laughs> shot. <laughs> um,
0: interestingly, though, I don't know if this was the first time, but it was one of the first times um, that a movie was made with multiple cameras. Did it was you-
1: definitely the first time he had done it.
0: Yeah, I'm, and it was pretty early on, so I believe it was three or four cameras for particularly the the battle scenes, if not most of the movie. Because um, it went,
1: did it go four times over budget? Yeah, <laughs> like they shut it down. Toho shut twice. it down
0: twice, <laughs> and both times, do you know what Kurosawa did? He went fishing. <laughs> Someone asked him once. They were like, you know, like, aren't you anxious or worried? He's like, no, no. They've they've sunk so much money already. They're gonna let me finish it. He was not phased at all. <laughs> <laughs> what a
1: boss move. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, but other than the two reframes in the first or second shot, um, let me say something really good about the beginning of the film. One of the good things about that first little conversation that the bandits have when, they talk, when someone's like, all right, let's go kill these fools and steal their shit. Yeah. And another guy says, no, nah, no, nah, give it time. Let's come back when the barley's ripe. And two things good about that. It sets up. We've learned a bit about the village before we've even been to the village. Yeah. And it tells us that these aren't just mindless murderers, or at least they're not all mindless murderers. One yeah. of them's like, dude, if we do it now, we get nothing out of this calm your farm. Yeah, there's some good strategy that you Let's can come already. back and plunder when there's actually some shit to plunder. Yeah. And I think that carries throughout the whole film. I have to say I, I don't know
0: how, how you feel about it but for a movie that's three hours 45 including the intermission I do feel like this is a pretty fast moving film and there's not a lot of dead weight. Like you think about some movies that are only two hours long that need a deep edit. I would struggle trying to cut this movie down, I think, because there's very little wasted dialogue. There's very little wasted action. It's a really, really tight, clever script, I think.
1: Oh, yeah, I was surprised when the first time I looked at the the clock, it was already more than fifty minutes in. And, yeah. I, and I was surprised by that. Um and I think that the last probably after intermission, I think that flies by. Yeah. It's probably the middle. You said there's nothing you'd cut. Yeah, there is stuff I would cut in the middle.
0: Okay, so after the team is formed, but before the big battle takes place, when they first arrive at the village, that kind of scene. Yep. Okay. I know, I know what you're talking about, and I can understand. Like, for example, would you cut the relationship?
1: I would cut the shit out of that relationship. Okay. I do not care.
0: That's that's fair. I guess you're not a romantic. No. So you know the movie's
1: called Seven Samurai. <laughs> I don't care.
0: And that kid's <laughs> not even technically a samurai. He's like a trainee. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's <laughs> the fucking work experience kid <laughs> of the samurai.
0: Um let's let's jump while we're talking about characters, plot, you know, screenplay, let's jump directly to this the samurai, of which there are roughly seven. <laughs> Give or take. I love the characterization in this film. I think it's so clever that they are each unique. And yet, as I said, when you talk about time wasted, for most of them, you don't even get a backstory. You, some of them barely even have any dialogue. And yet, they're all distinguishable, which you know can be tricky in a black and white movie where you don't have, for example, costumes to really differentiate people. And you're like, okay, that's that guy, that's that guy. That can be really tricky in a film like this. But you always know exactly who's who and- I think it's it's a real testament to the filmmaking.
1: I would say there's a few of them. There's probably three of them that are my kind of, you know, who's biffer, who's Boffer <laughs> in the Hobbit. There's there's three of them that are for me are probably kind of interchangeable. Yeah, um, yeah. Seven's a lot. Seven and is not, a lot. And it's not like they're the only characters in the film. No. Um, there are there are a couple of them in particular. The the kind of the leader of the gang.
0: Oh, he's the best actor in the film too. He's fantastic.
1: Can be? Yeah, yeah. Uh, played by Takisha Shimura. Brilliant. He's outstanding. Brilliant. Um, and I, I really like that one of the other samurai, Kuzo, I think it is, um, who probably for for two and a half hours, yeah, we know very little about. Yeah. And then he just comes and he still he says Psh, fuck all during the film. But this is a character that just comes to life through his actions yeah. when shit gets real. Yeah. Um, and those two, like, they're my two favourite performances in the film, Yeah, I hands like down. Yeah. Um, I really like those two. I do think it's it's interesting the first time we meet Toshiro Mifune's character, which is also, like, essentially when we meet the leader of the gang. Yeah. And there's something different about Mifune. Yeah, on Like, it's like, like you've been watching this film for, at this point, maybe 45 minutes or something, yeah. and all of a sudden it's like, holy shit, that's a movie star.
0: Yeah, he, he's fantastic. Fun fact, he was actually originally cast as the leader of the gang, and then it was when they decided to add this drunk character that they gave that to him, and he actually improvised a lot of his performance. They just said, you know, just- just go ahead and and give us this character,
1: and that's exactly what he did. And I, th- yeah, I agree with you. He's fantastic. So I like. I really like. I'm a bit torn on his performance. There's a lot of it that I really like. There's times where I'm like, okay, I've actually kind of had enough of the maniacal laughing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right now. But and that when happens a lot to the villagers. You get a bit sick of the screaming. <laughs> they scream just about every line of dialogue they have. But when Mufun is being like sad and angry. Yeah. I'm really into it. Like, that ranty goes on. Oh, it's brilliant, isn't it? Of what the fuck do you expect from these from, people? From farmers, yeah. Fucking great scene. Yeah. The only problem with it is that he's like, you come in, you do this shit, you accost their women. The next scene, he's harassing a woman who's trying, trying to harvest the crops and mere seconds- film time, yeah. after saying, what do you expect after you come in and you do this, you do that, you do this to the women?" And he's like, hey, put your tools down, baby. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> Be better than that. <laughs> one of the other samurai says to him at one point, why are you always shouting? And I was like, right? Yeah. That's a great <laughs> right when they say that. Yeah, Because I'd kind of had enough of it at that point.
0: I also, I do love the young kind of intern samurai and especially the relationship that he has with Camby. That Those earlier scenes where they're recruiting and he's getting them to hit the samurai over the head. It, it just adds such a little fun element to the film.
1: Jeez, Manzo's a dick. Yeah. Maybe, like, oh. maybe explain to your daughter why you want her to cut her hair yeah, rather than, than just
0: creepily chasing ch- her around. Chasing her around with a blade. <laughs> yeah.
1: Fucking, <laughs> it's Hell, Manzo. It's not good. He's, he's a bad egg. Yeah. Elsewhere, the village elder, who I love. Yes. The first time we see him. And I was I was a little under the weather <laughs> watching this film. <laughs> just and You can say it. You were hung over. <laughs> the, the way that his kind of mouth was and one of his eyes were. I was like, I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. You're not old. You're just hung over.
0: But that scene where you first see him, I think that's- fantastically shot. It's kind of a precursor to the opening scene of The Godfather, where you've got him just sitting in the darkness and the beautiful lighting across his face. I think it's so well done.
1: This middle section that is, that is for me, the drag on the film. Yeah. Let me unpack that a bit for you. I, I think it's great and completely necessary that the Seven Samurai build more of a connection with this village than just, come here, we'll feed you, yeah. fight for us that's great but two things not all of the little vignettes work for me as okay. as individual scenes and they don't fit together that well wow that is for such me. a different view to what
0: because to me as i said earlier when i i talked about the runtime flying by i feel like this film is so cohesive for a film that's in two very kind of distinct parts i I feel like it is one very cohesive story. When, even when you used the word vignettes, I was almost confused for a second because I was like, I don't think of any of these scenes as what I would call vignettes. They're all so related. So, what is it exactly that you would chop?
1: All of the relationship. Okay. <laughs> I Like, seriously. So, that just doesn't land for it you? It doesn't all. at all. I Which would- is the same way you felt about Titanic, <laughs> another three-hour film. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, just, I I don't care. Okay. I don't care. That, yeah, then look, straight away I've got this down to a less than three hour film. You think that the relationship takes no, up more than don't. half an hour? No, Ooh, it probably doesn't. You're dreaming. <laughs> right, it's like twenty minutes. It's it's tight. Twenty too long, my friend. <laughs> doesn't um, our good friend Padawan <laughs> Samurai <laughs> worst poker face on earth when he walks out of that barn or whatever and yeah. manzo's there and he's just been on the job with manzo's daughter like you could try something like saying loudly oh hey manzo are you looking for shino i was just in there and she's not in there instead of stand rooted to the ground looking very obviously, like, you just shagged this guy's daughter. Well, yeah, I mean, if, if
0: you've had sex, you know how hard it is not to shout it from the rooftop afterwards. <laughs> like, he, you can see it in his eyes that he's trying to contain it because he wants to just go give this guy a high five and be like, yo, dog, guess what just happened? But it's her dad, so he's got to play it a little bit chill. <laughs> like, you've been there. He just lets her walk out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> he's shell-shocked. He just—he just had sex.
1: He is shell shocked.
0: It like, it might have even been his first time ever. You know that you can't. I'm sure it was. You know that you can't talk for like twenty five minutes after you have sex for the first time. I'll let you know. (laughs) (laughs) First, you got to lose the bowl cut. (laughs) Never. Then maybe it'll happen. Watch the king, and then tell me
1: (laughs) that bowl cuts are not the best.
0: Can we talk score? You don't always notice the score. I'm sure that you had to notice how brilliant this score is and also how brilliant its use is. Like, there are so many moments where in in a more modern film, for example, you might have score, but here they just leave silence. And yet the moments they choose to use score,
1: it's so driving. And did you enjoy it? I did notice the score. You are correct. Um, there's some good atmospheric stuff. Yeah. Going on with it. Yeah. Um- I don't know what the name is of that <laughs> Japanese drum, but I like it. Yeah, it's
0: cool, isn't it?
1: <laughs> it's the first thing we hear in the film, isn't it? It is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're like me and you accidentally start the film with the commentary and you're like, what's what's happening?
1: <laughs> so one th- one thing I like is the kind of the the little tiny backstory we get of Crazy Samurai with yeah. the fact that when when he was a small child, this happened yeah. to him. Um, I liked that detail. I do wonder if, if I would have enjoyed that more if there was a hint of that. Maybe there is isn't. I missed it. Who knows? If there was a hint of that beforehand so he didn't have to explain it while he's holding the baby. Okay. I think I would have preferred it if I'd seen him with this baby toddler I can't exactly remember. Yeah. And if nothing needed to be said, it just triggered something. In him and we, the audience, are like, well, yeah, of course. Rather than him going, like, literally holding them, going, this was me. Yeah, I get it. I get what you're saying. I definitely understand. Let me say something that I love about the battle in this. Okay, so you're aware of my dislike of stakes in a film that are so high that they're actually meaningless. Yes. Like, the world's going to end. Yes. Well, of course, the world's not going to end. Yes. There's a point when the battle's been going on. In this film for quite some time. And we get to a point where they say there's 13 left. Yes. We started with 40 enemies. We're down to 13.
0: Yeah.
1: Saying 13 left in a Marvel film, no worries. We'll yeah. Just pick them off. They're faceless. They're kind of faceless enemies as as would happen in a comic book film. Yeah. But we know that there's been a cost to fighting these people already. We're already yeah. down a couple of samurai at this point. And yes. And when our leader says there's 13 left- Look, we think we're going to win, to be sure. Yeah. But we don't know who will be left at the end. No, that's right. We don't know exactly what the cost of life will be.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of my favourite things about the film, is that it's it's a very small scale. Like, I mean, protecting farmers. Like, it's only farmers. Who cares? (laughs) But (laughs) it's- Yeah, I agree. And by the end, when you're down four samurai at the end of the film, it's- you know, and they're just doing it really, as as he says at the start of the film, Cambi, they're, they're really just doing it for the thrill of the fight at this point. They're not
1: really getting paid. Like, they just love being samurai. Yeah, they're just getting some rice and millet. I had to Google what millet was. Turns out it's a grain. Yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> um, But, yeah, so this ob- obviously the battle takes up a big chunk of the second half of the film. But and it's it's in sections. It's not it's not like one giant continuous battle. It's over a, a series it, of days. It is itself episodic. Yes. Um, and yeah, you, know, you mentioned it earlier. Obviously, we're in an age before steadicams and this kind of thing. The staging of it is fucking masterful. It it
0: is. You know, he actually built an entire village. They wanted him to do it in a soundstage, and and he wanted it to be as realistic as possible. So he built this village as it would have been in the 1500s Japan um like that's that's next level that's insane it shows that it was worth doing because it looks so good
1: and you've yeah you've got these three fixed cameras yeah it's like plan it out roll yeah hope this works well and that's one <laughs> of the great things about using multiple cameras
0: is that the continuity issues almost vanish so it's not like where like i'm sure the fight was still extremely choreographed but it it doesn't look so hokey like a lot of fights did back then because back then it was it almost did look more like a dance when you filmed fight scenes whereas this I think they were a little bit more free to play with it a bit more while shooting and it it really really looks great.
1: And you never you never lost. You always know where mm. you are, what's going on, who's there. Yeah. They do keep sensational track of what's happening without it Without it being in your face or, like, yeah. particularly explaining it.
0: Now, this is the first film ever to- Well, it basically created the trope of putting a team together, which now we see in just about every second film starts with putting a team together. And I really love that that whole sequence. I think it's done almost to perfection in this
1: film. So, the greatest gift of this film is that without it, we wouldn't have got Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah.
0: Fast and Furious, Ocean's Eleven, any any of those, you know, The Avengers. <laughs> and the amount of remakes we've seen of this film are staggering. You know, apart from the Magnificent Seven. Probably its best adaptation, A Bugs Life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I don't remember anything oh, about Bugs Life.
0: It's Seven Samurai. It's great. <laughs> well, it's it's like Seven Samurai meets three amigos. It's the same basic thing. This village of ants. Wait, are they ants or are they grasshoppers? Anyway, they're being threatened by a bigger bug. I think they were ants in ants. <laughs> I think they were ants in both. Okay, <laughs> I think that's why there was controversy that they came out the same year. <laughs> Which one was Stallone in? He was ants, he- right? No, I think he was a bugs. Life. Okay, <laughs> Woody, um, Woody Allen, was- Woody Allen was in ants. <laughs> I can't anyway, remember. Anyway, there are these ants that are being threatened by these grasshoppers. That's it. And so they go and, and try to get together people to protect them, but they, they get circus bugs. So it's it's like Seven Samurai meets three amigos. It's it's cool. It's it's worth watching.
1: Classic grasshopper behaviour. <laughs> Dicks. <laughs> um one thing one thing with Seven Samurai that I think is a real shame and it's not its fault at all, that the film was made right at that tipping point of filmmakers going. You know what Academy format you've served us well but actually we think we can do more with this wider with canvas wide yeah because I think this film is just screaming out to be and like 3 years later when he's making Hidden Fortress yeah He's switched to Cinemascope at this point yeah. and, it, and doesn't look back and I just I just think this film would eat up a wider format. I agree.
0: Yeah. And so we both obviously watched the Criterion edition on Blu-ray, which is the director's cut. When it got released in the States, it was over half an hour shorter, which maybe that's the cut you would have preferred to watch. Um but it looks beautiful in restored, you know, full HD. I I would love to see this film get colorized, like frame by frame colorized. I know some people are really against colorization, but I think if if Kurosawa had his way, he I don't think he would have chosen to make this black and white. That was just of the time. I do wonder if he was limited in the um, aspect by the lenses he was using. I I did read that it was one of the first films to use very long focal length lenses.
1: I suppose it makes sense because mostly films, you don't need telephoto lenses in a studio.
0: Yeah. So it was one of the first films. Apparently, they were really rare at the time. And that's part of why the budget went so over. Right. Because three cameras running telephoto lenses in 54.
1: One thing, completely off topic, but I brought up Kubrick once, I'll do it again. <laughs> it's some, just like YouTube it or something, the story of what Kubrick did to the cameras and lenses he wanted to get the look he needed for Barry Lyndon. Just just do it. Okay, it's, I will. It's so great. Okay. <laughs> if you're any kind of lens nerd, <laughs> this is the greatest shit <laughs>
0: See, I loved this movie. I loved it since I first saw it as quite a young kid. This is like this is one of the reasons I love, in particular, Eastern cinema. Yeah, you know, I, I caught this back on SBS back in the day when, as a kid, you'd stay up late watching movies on SBS. You know what were you looking for in the hopes that you'd maybe see a boob? <laughs> but out of it, I got a love of foreign cinema, and I think this is truly one of the best. I think it's so amazing. And for me, it's a 10 out of 10. I I think this is better than The Godfather. I, for me, this is the peak of what cinema can be.
1: Look, I, I love a lot about this film. Yeah. Um, and like, I'm talking big chunks here. Um, but with what for me was kind of the anchor of the middle section. Yeah. Um, I totally like it, but yeah. I, I do just like it.
0: Um, seven. I'm a bit taken aback by seven. Do you think you went in with too high expectations because you came to it so late? Maybe. I guess I'll have to keep trying. The, I mean, of the list I sent you, this was the top of the- This was the most critically acclaimed one of my list of possible throwbacks. So, we can only really go down from here.
1: <laughs> like, I know that there's there's friends that are disowning me right now.
0: Well, I think the, I think the second highest critically acclaimed film on my list is- Another Japanese movie. I think it's Grave of the Fire Fires is next. So, who knows? Maybe that'll be my next pick. I think our next throwback is actually our Christmas special, which you still need to choose what we're watching.
1: Yeah, right. All righty. What are we getting to next week, buddy? Uh, back to the movies next week. Yes. For Ryan Johnson's latest Knives Out. Yes.
0: Which we're both very lucky. We got to an advanced screening thanks to Dendy Cinemas, which we're we're going to record that right now, aren't we? So, patrons will be able to listen to that. Right this second,
1: and they'll have right nothing there. to do next week.
0: <laughs> well, that's all right. We'll put out we'll put out another bonus episode. <laughs> A what? <laughs> I say <laughs> We'll put out another bonus episode. <laughs> Great. Alright. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at WeWatchTheThing.com or WeWatchTheThing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at WeWatchTheThing. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at Patreon.com forward slash WeWatchTheThing, and we'll catch you next week. Go watch a movie. Make it Seven Samurai. Go watch Seven Samurai.
1: Yeah, do It's good.
0: I'm going to start again. <laughs>
1: Um, I don't know what. To, how do we do this <laughs> to get her cropping done? Yeah. What's 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 the term? What yeah. that? What do the farmers Could do? You- <laughs> oh, geez, now you've got me.
0: <laughs> now you've harvest. My- yes, harvest. They're harvesting. She's. <laughs> I've played Animal Farm.
1: farm. <laughs> Not Animal Farm. Farm Bill for red farm. The socialist <laughs> agenda. <laughs>
0: I'm telling first you gotta lose the bowl cut.
1: <laughs> then, Never. They, then maybe it'll happen. Watch the king and then tell me <laughs> that bowl cuts are not the best.